pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. And then we realized you weren't going to be on the cast, and we were all happy again. Oh, wow. Ouch. That almost hurts. Well, you know, I almost care. I know. I know. Just slightly. Ever so slightly. I miss you. Yeah. Well, Tank likes you more than I do. I had some personal things I had to deal with, and I'm happy to be back and talk about new things. Well, uh, welcome we back from uh, what Smurf was lovingly wondering if you were going to be the new butt boy at some monastery. Yes, yes, quite possibly. You know, well, if they bring out the whips and chains, then you're in. That's true. That's all it takes. <clears throat> Honestly, all it takes is a little reach around and I'm perfectly happy. See, it's knowing what you want. That's the important thing in life, is knowing what you want. Exactly. And And I do the best I can. Yeah. Um, So a lot has happened. Um, So much has happened. Uh, Venom has released. Uh, Books have released. We've Uh, got new trailers dropping. Colorado's big convention of the year. It has been... It has been an adventure. And we got new episodes, new episodes of What If. Yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, we uh, we watched the number one uh, show in the United States on Netflix, Squid Game. Squid Game. Not just the yeah. United States. That's a, a worldwide one. Apparently. Okay, fine. A number one worldwide on Netflix. Fucking and Squid Game. On the verge, if not have our has already passed Bridgerton. Yeah, I did see I that it, it, it passed Bridgerton. And yeah. it should be, I believe, the number one, at this point, it should be the number one show Netflix has ever put out. Which is yeah. weird as know. fuck because it is, it is a very unique type of show. It, but it is properly timed. I would say. Yeah. Forgive the clock. Um, the suspense and kind of existential terror that it deals with is perfectly timed as like a precursor to Halloween and all the spoopy movies that everyone is going to be watching. This is true. You know, I think my uh, the big question is, did you watch it with the English subtitles and the original South Korean, or did you watch it dubbed? Because uh, South Korean here, I didn't I watch. Had, it. I attempted to watch the English dub. It was not good. I had to switch to the uh, English subs with the oh. Korean. Oh, 
because I heard that some people said it was actually decent dubbing. It it was slightly decent dubbing. I had to watch it in the original or not in the original um, South Korean, but I watched it in English. But that has nothing to do with the quality of the dubbing or even the fact that the storyline changes. Uh, My thing was that uh, in my household, there's currently a subtitle battle happening Mm -hmm. because I like watching things with subtitles. And so it it was decided that we would watch it without subtitles just to irk me. Unnecessary. Both subtitles exist. No, subtitles are always good. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm distracting, and they literally break the cinematography of the shots. The dub was terrible. Oh, the dub was terrible. It reminded me of the old, like old kung fu movies from the seventies. That's exactly what I said. It was brutal. Like half the words that you, you're not even close on mouth movements at all, but even the speech patterns are just completely thrown off. Or when the words that's, keep going and the mouth is stopped moving. Oh yeah, like completely thrown off. I, I was I, that's why I said I, I tried. I got through most of the first episode. And I'm like, okay, this has to change. Yeah. I am genuinely shocked they didn't spend more money on the dubbing, considering that this is such an actor-driven show, and their performances are spectacular. Yes, and you should watch them in in, in the South Korean. In Korean, yes. I'm just I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised there is this discrepancy. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, bad. I prefer listening in that natural. Uh, the original language. You get uh, different inflections in the original is, language. Like, you can't read or do other things when you're watching a television show with up with subtitles. So I have to sit down and have time to focus. I unfortunately haven't finished the series. I'm only two episodes in. I was hoping to get a third in today, but I wanted to make sure and be caught up on what I instead. Well, let's just say it it continues down that rabbit hole that you have already seen so far. Mm -hmm. And it plays out. I mean, most people have seen some sort of battle royale type of movie, whether it be good or bad. Literally battle royale. Yeah, literally battle royale, which was a very good movie. Yeah. Or something like The Condemned, which was not. Yeah, Uh, and and there were there were parts of the Squid, of Squid Game that I liked a lot more than others. Like, uh, there is an episode that I'm trying not to ruin because Stash hasn't caught up with us, um, where they have to do a team event. Oh. And that was my favorite episode of the whole series. Well, and I like the backdrop. My favorite part about the backdrop, honestly, is the the creepily playful kids' games. Right? Uh, yes. And, like, the brightly Fire. colored hallway. and Yeah. That is the that is one of my favorite parts of it is that it it is just the, the entire backdrop is kids games mm-hmm. that have taken on a ridiculous amount of meaning. Yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part about it. You know, we'll we'll start playing red light green light with your kids and Nerf guns. So, have you seen? Um, there's an Instagram reel going around. Someone has already built the red light green light lady and. People are just going back and forth trying to, like, sneak up on it. It's obviously in real life, so not nearly as suspenseful, and no one is 
get I was going to say, is there still a sniper? <laughs> uh, um, there uh, were multiples yeah, during red light, green yeah, light. There were four. I wasn't yeah. sure if those were snipers or if those were, I'm pretty sure they were controlled by the robot. I'm pretty yeah. sure they were as well, but they also had the whole line of you know, enforcers. Yeah, they, they infer that it is snipers at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, you know, uh, I, then, I appreciated yeah. like the, the masks and the, even the clothing and everything, although it was very, very basic, I thought the costuming uh, was done to a point where you really got to feel more of what was happening with, and then like the, um, the walls in the, the barracks, mm-hmm. you know, how it started showing up, look, this is that. And then this is the other one, you know, yeah. on the walls in the barracks, which uh, you really get to see in the last two episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to get there. I really like what they've done with the artistic rendition of this show. They really brought in a lot of different tones. Agreed. And they forced them all together in a way that shouldn't work, but it does because everything is kind of this like eerie surrealism. And it and definitely continues on that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see more of it. You know, um, as you progress, they'll also be introducing new characters. My favorite is the pickpocket. She's a little, little hottie. Yeah, <laughs> but you haven't met her friend yet. No, really? Oh, yeah. Her friend's it's even cuter. Friend, yes. I did actually see a bunch of uh, the pickpockets. Uh, uh, modeling photos going around Facebook, and I was like, wow, yeah, she is a hottie. Yeah, yeah, she's a hottie. And then her friend, who you'll meet, uh, actually, maybe I think also. it's the next episode. Well, no, I no, it, it's it's uh, episode four mm-hmm. that you meet her. Yeah, okay. But I yeah. I will definitely do my best to finish it by next week. <clears throat> Any further updates? Yeah. All right, so while we're on the subject of Netflix, uh, let's go ahead and talk about the fact that uh, Witcher Season 2 has uh, released a bunch of trailers um, and other information to include. We now have an official date as to when we're getting it back. Finally, it took them a long time to release this date. Yes. I'm kind of surprised, but then again, COVID left everything up in the air, so I'm sure they just wanted to hedge their bets in case they had to push it till next year. Absolutely. Uh, But it looks like we're going to be getting it December 17th. Uh, So we we are going to get The Witcher Season 2 this year, which is, I think, probably a much better choice because of the number of things that are supposed to be dropping first quarter of next year. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, even a late, late drop in the winter this year is still packed. Yeah, it yeah, is. There's it is. a lot of video games, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows that are all dropping this year. I mean, Wheel of Time should be resolved by that point. I think it's only 10 episodes long of first season, so... But that's still... Yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody else uh, you know, out there has seen... The, the trailers uh, or the uh, the clips that have been released uh, in the last week or so um, for Witcher Season 2. 
but I'm so excited for this. Like, it looks incredible. It does. And the unfortunate thing, there won't be a Geralt in a hot tub again this You know what? He'll probably still end up half naked for some reason or another. It's John. Of course, he'll be half naked and clothed and leather tight enough so you can see the whether he's Catholic, I'm sure. So, yep. I mean, that's the. You can see his pulse in those pants. Hear that article that he described the act of getting into his clothes that they were so tight that he could only wear them for limited periods of time. Yeah, because it literally cut off the blood supply to his body. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He suffers for his art, and I appreciate that he is dedicated enough to wear leather pants that tight. To be honest, if he didn't have such a hammer on him, he wouldn't squeeze him into pants that tight. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice to see, too. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Hashtag all- Geralt's hammer. Yeah, we all can admit he's a very pretty man. A pretty and man is like strapped. In yeah, that's, yeah, that's a pretty man plus a rocket launcher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to continue the metaphor with the swords. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, it's a broadsword. Yeah, I got a two. You know, one of the two-handed kind. Seems to be. I'm terribly excited to watch it. I want to rewatch the series right before. I'm planning on doing the same thing. Um, I started my second time through about like halfway through the series and then I stopped. You know, uh, I have actually just a couple of weeks ago finished um, like the behind the scenes um, you know, of Witcher where the episodes are like, what, like five to ten minutes? Yeah, and they're just like the making of this is us talking about the episode you just watched, but it's on a separate thing on Netflix. Yeah, so I always find that kind of background information really cool. Did any of us watch the animated show? Yes, and we already talked about that, and you were gone. Yeah, you weren't here for that one. Uh, that was when you were hanging out with Baroness. Yes, I um, I never got around to watching that. Is it worth watching? I think it's worth watching once. It's watching once. It's a fairly disconnected story from the the Witcher main series. But mm-hmm. it does explain it is, a lot of the back of history. the history and stuff. Yeah, you get a lot of history in that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious. I kind of like to binge all that stuff right before, but there's going to be so much on my plate at that point. We'll see. Well, the the uh, animated cartoon um, movie is not necessary to understand everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels so incredibly different, even from the video game, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, that uh, it, it's one that, yeah, if you're a fan, watch it. Because it does give you an interesting perspective on the relationships of all of the different types of people, um, you know, from it's the magicians to the more. to the witchers to the royalty and yada yada. Uh, but you don't need it to understand what's happening. You don't. It's, 
it's good deep lore. It's good history builder. You know. Okay. Yeah, it it, and it's like definitely it's a standalone. To the books and how the books kind of go off deep into the history, and you're like, all right, guy, kind of get back on track. Well, this is why, like, there's such an argument about the books as to what order you should read them. Because there's the there's the order of when they were written, then there's the order of, um, you know, Geralt's adventures and story, then there's the order of, well, this is how it would happen chronologically, which is different from the story of Geralt because it bounces him back and forth within one book to different times in his life. Yep. So, it's, yeah. It's very interesting. I read three or four of the books, and then yeah. I was kind of frustrated by the lack of continuity. You can definitely tell that this guy was very drunk, probably smoking some shit, you know, in the cold Polish winters, and just like, I will have more vodka, and I will write another story. Well, the man is incredibly wealthy because of it, so he's clearly done something proper. Which is funny, because he doesn't want to have anything to do with it anymore. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the video games. Or the show. Really? Yep. I haven't heard that about the show. Yep, he was asked if he would be, like, an advisor type um, on the show, because the books are so disconnected. And he was just like, eh, fuck you guys. I'm here, I'm cool. Whatever. He's a very interesting fellow because he tried suing uh, City Project Red, even though like he literally signed his rights away for a lump sum. In I was going to say, yeah, he signed his life. He signed it away as a license. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter. He still tried, and I bet you they just paid him because they didn't want to deal with the risk of losing anything. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, well, while we're talking about lawsuits, that will take us over to what's happening with Disney and Scarlett Johansson. Yes. So So Disney was told they were wrong. Well, they're basically told that they couldn't win their case. Disney? Yeah. And they might as well just let it go. And the reports are that she got... 40 million plus. Yeah, they did not release an actual figure that I was able to find. Um, But they are saying that by giving her all of this money, um, they do want to work with her again. They want her to continue doing whatever it is they want her to do for various, uh, you know, Marvel Universe as well as other things in the Disney Studios. That's what it seems like is it's the Disney Studios that is more interested because she's connected to the terror of tower thing. Yeah. So, and they want to continue that. So that's the most interesting part is they went from, they'll never work with her to again to here is $40 million. Please come work on, on this project. Yeah. Yeah. We were wrong. We love you. I mean, let's be fair. $40 million is like, a drop in the bucket for Disney? Yeah, it's like a couple hours profit for Yeah, well, um, it just means that this is going to set a precedent, you know, and wait and see what happens uh, with any of the other uh, actors who have talked about following 
in in uh, Scarlett Johansson's footsteps on this. Yeah, there are a few, and not just for them. Like I yeah. believe uh, a couple of the actors from Dune were considering a similar lawsuit. Yeah. So you know, just wait and see what happens. You know, well, I know for Dune at least, like nothing has happened yet. So. Oh, uh, Dune is out. Just I, I meant, no, not that. I meant on the, the uh, legality side. Oh, yeah. Nothing yet. But so we'll wait and see what happens. outside of court because I don't want the negative publicity. Yeah. Uh, we will be talking about Dune next week when Smurf comes back. Uh, right now, he's pleasuring a, a troll under a bridge somewhere. That sounds right. Yeah, well, well yeah. it does uh, that like, for some reason just remembered it also ties into what's happening with the, the labor strike in Hollywood that's potentially coming up. This is true. I, yeah, there's a lot I mean, of background people that are tired of the crazy schedules, um, and they're potentially going to be striking across all of Hollywood potentially. Yeah, I heard the first couple of strikes start, and I was like, oh, I guess this is happening again. Yeah. And then, like, there's also the potential writer's strike with Disney, because mm-hmm. they're not paying their lesser-known um, writers, contributors. And, like, in general, like, the Hollywood... Um, scene right now seems to be really struggling to find itself amidst like the COVID withdrawals. Yeah. Well, and, and if you guys remember the last writer's strike we had, how that killed so many different series. Uh-huh. That was a huge deal. And it lasted yeah. uh, six months, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we got Dr. Horrible sing along blog out of it. Well, on the, the Disney writer strike, the interesting thing about that one, it doesn't, I mean, they can vote to strike, but they're going to run into a massive issue. Their contracts are very well defined as writers for Disney. And that says anything that you write while working for Disney is owned by Disney. And it's per project pay so I mean you're going to run into an issue with that that's the problem is like people aren't getting paid because they're technically under the umbrella of another project Mm -hmm. so they're like oh you were paid for this therefore you're not going to be paid for that yeah I did however meet an artist for Disney uh, this weekend um, an active artist? Uh, yeah. Oh, Corey something? It's two C's. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But he was doing a big art sale uh, downtown at the uh, convention center. I went to the Oddities Fair and he was like downstairs in the sub-basement. Nice. But, uh, uh, Christopher Clark. 
Like he actively had the license for Disney. That's obvious. Yeah. Uh, so Stash, uh, Lady yes. Arcana says Christopher Clark is his name. Thank uh, you. So he's an active, yeah, active artist. If he has the licensing rights to do stuff, then yeah, like I bought a Moana picture. Uh, I saw a bunch of Star Wars stuff, a lot of Marvel stuff. No, here's the, excuse me, here's the thing with Disney artists is you can have the license to recreate Disney characters and not still be considered a Disney artist because the licensing is different. And I actually learned that um, two, two years ago, yeah, um, the fall before COVID, uh, when I went to a big uh, art expo um, in Writer's Square at uh, this little gallery. And they had a bunch of stuff that was Disney, Marvel, uh, you know, and what have you, uh, Star Wars. And it was, these were the light ones that had the licensing on it. Cause it actually said, um, on like on each of the, each of the paintings or sketches or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. authorized by. Mm-hmm. So I mean, see that person's paying for licensing. Yeah. 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 I, um, I don't know. All I know is that art show is pretty interesting. So I do love I a good art show. That's a good sign that the artist is touring like that, or a bad sign that maybe he's starting to look for resources outside of the company because they're considering protest movements or something like that. Have the artists come out there? Because I haven't heard anything about the artists. I've no, only heard he, the writers. He was literally there. He personalized like my piece. Well, he might just be touring. touring. That's what I was thinking, but I mean, I know quite awesome. right now working for Disney is a shit show. I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, but I that's mean, been true for Disney for decades. Yeah. yeah, but they at least paid you for it. It depends on whether or not you were working in their parks. And it yeah. also depends on whether or not they bought it outright originally or licensed the work from you. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Disney has a very bad reputation for the way it treats its creators, uh, actors, and artists. But, Um, you know. They're currently countersuing Marvel creators' families. So, they're about to run out of that. That license is about to run out. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of the families for artists and writers from Marvel past are suing Disney to get bigger, more money essentially out of it. Mm -hmm. And for some, any money, because unfortunately there's a lot of people that got nothing, including recognition for their work. Yeah. Uh, And I do think they should be suing them because they deserve credit and money for what these characters have become. The reality is it'll probably land in the middle of they'll have to, it'll be an out of court settlement they'll have to pay them to and then get to keep the license essentially yeah because they're not ever going to get rid of like their licensed characters there's yeah. no way and the stranglehold they have on their licenses tend to be pretty intense so yeah we'll just wait and see um while we're on the topic of disney uh and disney plus uh quickly uh, Black Widow is now available on Disney Plus yep. without the premium access. Oh, really? Yep, it's part of their free. Well, yep, 
as of I think like a couple of days. Awesome. It was today. It may I'll have been today. It. I don't know. I am, um, it, it has been a I really was... rough week for me. Everything is just blurring together. Yeah. Either way, it is there now. So yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, as and the last dragon is also. Yeah, that one is so that one's cute. It's uh. Uh, Ryo is is definitely worth worth the watch, as is Cruella. I already watched Cruella. So. Um, and then Raya, I started watching, and I was like, I didn't have the time for the whole movie because I have to go so early. Um, but it looks intriguing. I'm it's cute. To- I liked it. I liked the the overall, you know, theme and message and like everything. It's it's a very different, um, you know, type of feel. Uh, I know when it came out last, uh, was it six almost months ago? ago, almost a year ago, um, there was some comparisons of Raya with um, Onward, mm-hmm. uh, just because they both came out during pandemic and yada yada. Not that they actually have anything to do with the one to the other. Um, but Raya really hits very well with the younger demographic and not necessarily children. I'm talking about people ages like 18 to 25. Okay. That's good. It's good watch. It was cute. I mean, um, the little roly-poly friend is awesome. Tuck Tuck. Yep, I did. A giant armadillo, and he almost chased a beetle around. When he was little, he looked like a roly-poly. Yeah, he ends up like a 300-pound armadillo. Oh, really? Interesting. Tuck-Tuck is cool. He was a small, really bully when I saw him. Mm-hmm. I literally just watched the first season, so... Oh, yeah, he gets, he gets bigger. Yeah. Yes, yes, much. But, I mean, Disney Plus is finally getting some new quality content, which it has been desperately starved of. Yeah. So, speaking of the quality content on uh, Disney Plus... We did finally get a release date for the book of Boba Fett. Um, And that that is going to be December 29th. So do we know for sure if this is like, is there going to be an equal waiting time between this and the next season of Mandalorian? I don't know. We don't know that yet. Mandalorian just went into production, basically. Into actual shooting okay so it's probably going to be close to a year uh that's safe bet probably yeah i'll I mean, probably premiere at like all next year but we do have you know uh the boba fett okay. is a spin-off of the mandalorian yep. john favreau is still going to be working on this one as well you know and you know, we're getting uh, Ming-Na Wen uh, is coming back um, to uh, you know, portray her character. You know, and so it all in all, it looks like it's going to be done um, very similarly to The Mandalorian. Now, whether or not we're going to get them one episode at a time, like we did with The Mandalorian, or even like we've done with What If, don't I know yet. I assume so. Made, they're, I think they're getting a lot of retention off of that, so... That makes I'm sense. That's the standard moving forward now. It seems to be like the standard for everyone but Netflix. 
Netflix does it with certain shows, but it's not their standard. Yeah. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a series on, I personally never watched a series on Netflix that has dropped an episode a week. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, there, there I are a no few. I doubt there are. I just personally haven't experienced any. I, I honestly think in many ways it's the superior way of doing it. Because it stretches out your content and it gives people that, like, uh, water cooler moment. Exactly. It, it takes it back to t- traditional TV, essentially. Yeah, just without the commercials. Yeah, without the commercials, which is the best way to enjoy it. You yep. know, and because it's going on a streaming service, you can watch it whenever you have the time to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, so let's say you don't have time to sit in front of the TV at you know, 6.30 Central to watch a, an episode of your new favorite show, well, it's on streaming now. You can just watch it at 9.30 after the kids go to bed. Yeah. That would be me. It's very convenient. I I just, I don't know, I kind of like having a bit more time between the episodes. I like the three dropped episodes to start with. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, an episode a week after that for a few weeks. Yeah, I think that Amazon is the one who does that, that the best. I I agree. I think Amazon's pacing is the best of any streaming. I mean, HBO's isn't terrible, but yeah, I don't really care about their big series. So, And it's literally just once a week. Yeah. Everyone knows it's gonna their drop is gonna be on Sunday night. So just like we know Disney's is gonna be on Wednesdays. So Yeah. Which is why we can talk about what if, you know, uh, each week here, well, I think next week will actually be well, our last time because uh, today the season finale came out and we are not talking about that yet. We're talking about episode eight. Uh, which the introducing of like in my opinion like the lamest Marvel villain I never I never found Ultron particularly compelling like not as good as he is in the comic books let's put it that way yeah he's just poorly designed he has no motivation for his actions he's like a flat, stagnant character who is just boring. And I don't like his design, honestly. He has a very clear motivation. No, he has a clear motivation, but his motivation doesn't change in a ball. Oh, no, it never does. That is his motivation. He was designed to protect humanity, and how does he do that? He kills humanity because they kill themselves more than anything else. Well, I mean, it's... (laughs) Not just humanity anymore. Well, yes. He, he takes a detour from, well, I know it's still mostly humanity, but the, you, the, the biggest threat against the people he was designed to protect are themselves, essentially. So he has to erase them. And he does it in a very interesting way. I'm trying to, like... I watched both episodes back to back, so I'm trying to figure out where one episode stopped, and I can't recall exactly what happened. Everything up to 
the assembly of the characters took place in the first part. Okay, so, so he did get the Infinity Stones. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. I, I will say that um, this episode of uh, What If Ultron won, I liked a lot better than uh, Frat Boy Thor. Yeah. He wasn't fat though. Frat, F R A T. Like, yeah. frat, uh, party, Thor. party Thor. I believe Party no. Thor is his, his official title. I hate him. Well, hate I'm still going to call him a rejected line. frat boy. Like, what did they do to his face? Like, they softened his jaw and almost gave him jowls, but not quite. They cartoonified him. It. It was more than just that, though. Something about his portrayal was very strange. Only I, was, I was not a fan of that episode, although I do really like what they're doing with uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. So, uh, Ultron, as we've kind of hinted at, mm-hmm. decides to take it upon himself to destroy the world that he is on. And then everything else. <laughs> yeah. Because Ultron and Thanos. Really working for him. I'm sorry, Bobby, what were you saying? I was just saying, um, Ultron in this universe and Thanos in the uh, the cinema universe, they, they are cut from the same cloth. Yeah, to a certain extent. Doesn't so mean they're the exact same. It just means that they're similar. Ultron wants to kill everybody. Doesn't yeah. care about the other half. So that's interesting. It, it, it's 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 well done. They take a lot of inspiration from uh, the Winter Soldier and you know different movies to kind of push the story along. Yeah. So it's. I think that uh, what if is definitely uh, worth watching. I'm already looking forward to season two. I am. I am as well immensely. And talk about a character I never thought I would really latch on to. The Watcher, man. He is fucking doing it for me. Yeah, he finally intervenes. and Well, officially intervenes in episode eight. Because mm-hmm. Ultron has taken it too far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that that the Watcher is by far the most compelling character so far. Um, and not because the other characters aren't well done. It's This is you seeing a completely different uh, character outside of the cinema uh, uh, outside of the, the cinema and seeing um, how there's one overarching you know, to tie it all together. It's a hell of a level up power-wise, too. Yeah. Uh, that that dude wields some crazy power. This he does. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the next episode. But you're going to have to until next week. I'm because we want to give everybody a little bit of time to watch it. Yeah. I... Regardless, I'm really excited with everything they've been doing in this series. Like, even the episodes I don't particularly enjoy, mm-hmm. I understand and, like, see 
what they're doing with each telling of the story and then and how things... And as we'll discuss next week, how... Yeah. I'm trying to... Even the small stories end up having a larger role. Yes, they do. And not just to the uh, watcher. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, I think one of the I, things that... Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, am I crazy, or was there like a brief cameo of the Watcher in one of the movies? We are told that the Watchers exist in... Is that Guardians 2? Yes. I think so? Yes, we are told that Watchers exist in Guardians 2. Is there, and he's surrounded by the Watchers, and he's telling them about all of his different appearances in the movies. That's what it's from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew I was like, I was like, I swear to God, I remember it being referenced in one of the movies, but yeah, I think for the life of me, recall what it was. Yeah, yeah. They kind of hinted the idea that Stanley is a watcher, and that's why he's been in all the movies. Because yeah. he's watching over the universe as it plays out. Alright, thank you. Mm-hmm. I was bugging the shit out of it. Okay. But overall, very good. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend. Okay. Like 8 out of 10 recommend. Uh, Alright, so staying with Disney and the MCU, let's talk about Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, and the fact that there are reports that Michael B. Jordan uh, as Killmonger will be back. We don't know in what capacity. And that seems to be official at this point. He is... He is there for some reason. We don't know if it's he didn't actually die at the end of Black Panther and he's been in like some kind of stasis or something up to this point, or if it's going to be showing up in the the soul realm. I mean, you literally died in Wakanda. The place where you can break any rule that you possibly want just blame it on super advanced technology. Yeah. Pretty much. So I would be shocked if he wasn't actually back in some capacity. I, I, I'd say it's equal chance either way, to be honest. We just, but we he, don't know yet. Yeah. It could be either way. Cause like you said, they, they're future technology of, they can heal anything. Or is it that he did die and now he is part of the soul realm because he was the Black Panther for a very short period of time? Mm-hmm. I mean, regardless, I'm excited to see him again because he did an amazing job acting. I agree. It's like, even in his voice acting in the episode of What If, like, he is a very talented actor. And anything that gets me a little more of him, I'm excited to see. You. <laughs> Agreed. Well, I will agree with that in the MCU, but there are definitely some things that Michael B. Jordan has done that I'm just like, really, dude? Like, what was that one that came out on Amazon Prime? Okay, I try to pretend that one doesn't exist. That wasn't his fault, though. Yeah, but no, what was the one that he was just in on Amazon, where it's like the spy movie, whatever, that's how good it was. Oh, 
God, yeah, the one he did uh, where he's the spy. Yeah. What Can't remember what it's called. called. But it wasn't great. Yeah, so it, 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 it was not very good. Advertising it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. It's not worth it, to be honest. Yeah. So, like I said, Michael B. Jordan in the MCU, love him. Michael B. Jordan in other things. You well, just count all things. Fruitvale Station was good. I wasn't Pretty saying good. terrible in all things. I was just saying in other things, I can't just say I love everything that he's done. True. Yeah. So, all right. Um, moving on to other sequels, uh, or in this case, a prequel, House of the Dragon which is the Game of Thrones prequel, uh, has officially released its first trailer yesterday. And holy fuck. It is a cool-ass fucking trailer. And Matt Smith looks amazing. It's like, I am not a big Game of Thrones person. But, like, did you see the fucking badass sword they had, too? Mm Mm-hmm. That's so cool with like the wings on it and like the uh, dragon heads on the side, on the pommel. Well, I, um, I feel like they're trying so hard to make House of the Dragon good as an apology for the way they ended Game of Thrones. What it seems like. I mean, it's interesting because it's set 200 years before the series of Game of Thrones. And like that time is pretty well discussed, so everyone knows what's going to happen. So they're going to kind of have an uphill uh, journey here to make like a really quality series that has any truly dramatic consequences. Yeah, but but there could be, and, and the way that the trailer is looking and all of the other information I've been able to find so far is it does look like we're going to be getting so much detail about Westeros and the Civil War and all of these other things that took place that were just briefly touched on in the the, uh, the show of Game of Thrones, that there's more information about it in the books. But, you know, obviously the books are, um, you know, much more detailed uh, than, uh, than the show ever was. And the show was incredibly detailed until you got to the final season. Oh, and then it's got the issue that all prequels have, and that is, like you said, we know what the end is. So it has to do what the very few good prequels can do, and that is they tell you enough story and enough interesting stories that it makes sense why you got to the point that you got to. Yeah. Without bogging it down with crap like Star Wars did. Yeah. <laughs> Sub-stories, you have to tell the right sub-stories to elevate the plot, but you can't do too much or else it'll just clutter it up and drag it down. Or change canon altogether, which is what we saw, you know, was a big problem with, uh, in my opinion, with episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars, is it changed a lot of the canon. And, you know, um, because, like, Obi-Wan, think about him in the original and then think about him at the end of episode three, right? And he's only supposed to have aged, what, like 18 years? Something like that. And instead, it looks like he's aged 60. 
Yeah, how you got from uh, Ewan McGregor to that? that I like that is terrible yeah. for your skin. Yeah, apparently, apparently Tatooine ages you by triple time. Yeah, you know it's all that blue milk they're drinking. It's true. It's true. So I um I'm really curious, and I may give it a shot. I have HBO Max. There's no reason not to. Nah, not with all the stuff they put up. Yeah, it's like. We'll see if it's just the continued, like, gore fest and, like, murder fest that the original Game of Thrones was. The, the original Game of Thrones also had a lot of sex. I'm assuming the level of murder so and sex. much sex in that series. <laughs> right? Well, the unfortunate was part so was there was a lot of incest in that series. Yeah. <laughs> The Targaryens definitely, like... Which I'm guessing we're getting in this, considering it's still Targaryens. Yep. I mean, in it's fairness, the Lannister incest was the most prevalent in the uh, in the Game of Thrones series, but still, the Targaryens as well. Yeah. We have a history of unfortunate inbreeding. Yeah. Although I am really looking forward to seeing some of the dragons. Uh, they did. There's supposed to be a bunch because this is yeah. supposed to be set before the downfall of all the dragons. Right. So. And I wonder if we're going to get the downfall of the dragons where they are like, uh, you know, the scene in Game of Thrones where uh, they're walking among all the skeletons. Right. And there's like the one ginormous head. And then there's the other one that looks like it was, you know, no bigger than a puppy. No. Not, That's because you stopped watching Game of Thrones as soon as um, what's his name had his head squished like a grape. That's true. So That's um, what made you drop off? Yeah. I didn't even finish the episode. That happened and I turned it off and I haven't ever watched anything since. And honestly, I was just so glad that everyone was pissed off at the ending and I was like, I didn't have to worry about that. That's That's Further than Steph got, she got to the point where they cut the horse's head off. And she's like, I'm not watching this bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is, mom really enjoyed Game of Thrones, but but your wife doesn't is not that kind of person. Like, she would not appreciate Squid Game. No. No, not at all. Whereas, like, you know, my partner and I were like, okay, ready? Let, let's finish this. Just one more episode. Just one more episode. We need to go to bed. We have to work in the morning. Just one more episode. Yes. Because, you know. That's the best thing about Netflix dropping everything at once is when the next thing you know, you watch the entire series, but you were half awake because you were so tired. Yep. And then you can watch it again and see so much that you missed. See, I knocked out Squid Game on Monday night, so. In one day? It's nine episodes. And they're all an hour, aren't they? Everyone's sick here. I was awake till 4 o'clock in the morning anyway. <laughs> Fair um. point. Okay. Uh, moving over to gaming. Uh, PlayStation officially acquired Bluepoint Games. Which, not really shocking. No, they mostly worked with PlayStation 2. Is they, have they worked with anybody else? Maybe I don't think so. Because they've been doing I mean, so they, they have 
uh, before they started doing all of PlayStation's remakes. But 2006, I think, is when they started something like that. Yeah, but ever since then, they've been pretty. They've been exclusive. I think they may have dropped a couple on PC too, but definitely not on Xbox. Uh, I know for sure they did a couple Xbox ones because they did the uh, Titanfall port uh, uh, to Xbox 360, and they did the uh, the Metal Gear Solid collection for 360. Yeah, but those are we're talking years and years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Like 2014 was Titanfall, I think. So yeah, but still, you have to think that's still what seven years ago. Yeah, and they've uh, done they've basically uh, worked with. Sony for most of and they have a small staff like mm-hmm. I think there's only like 70 people in their staff or something like that yeah they're not a huge company but the cool thing or the interesting thing about this announcement was that they also announced that they're not working on a remake they're working on their own new game yes they're making Which, a, well, they are working on a remake for Demon Souls now Demon Souls is already out <clears throat> No, that's what I'm saying. They they worked on the remake for Demon Souls, and now they're getting their own franchise apparently to move forward with. Which I'm excited to see what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I think they've designed their entire studio to be a remake. <clears throat> well, and, and that's very successful at it. But well, and that's why I think they're okay with the acquisition because it'll allow them to have more backing essentially i mean they, like i said they're a small company 70 people for a game company game studio that's no one yeah that's incredibly small most companies have hundreds of employees for game studios so the fact that they have such a small one and essentially they're getting the keys to something of their own because playstation's backing them now fully yep now they can take a risk mm-hmm. and we'll see if what they do. I mean, I, I'm curious to see any game they come out with, but... Barely. I think I've played everything they've come out with, actually. I like the, the collections that they did. They did a good job of putting them together, so... Mm-hmm. No, they're a very talented studio, and from what I understand, Demon Souls was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I have not played it, but I've looked at some of the graphics, and some of the graphics are just incredible, and like so... The amount of detail and energy that goes into doing the graphics on these games is just intense. Well, and especially when you're, because it seems like, oh, it's, oh, it's just remakes, just remake. But they have to entirely rewrite some stuff uh, yeah. when it comes to coding to upgrade them. Especially from Demon Souls into a PlayStation 5 game. Oh, yeah. The amount of work that had to go into that is insane. I mean, Demon Souls was what? PS2? I think it was PS3. Okay. But still, that's two generations and almost, what, 15 years of stuff? Mm-hmm. So, good on them. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope they do something interesting. I Sony is finally, like, now that Microsoft has stopped buying studios all the time, Sony is starting to pick up to try and catch up. Well, and again, it looks like they're making small changes to get to the point where they can compete on the software side of things. Mm-hmm. 
because the hardware is already competitive between. Oh and, yeah, well, it's sort of the power on either of the PlayStation Five or the X Series. It's crazy amount of capability there. But yeah, it looks like they're doing small things. Like, and they also did the, the copywriting for their cloud gaming for PlayStation Now, mm-hmm. so they can potentially do the same thing that Game Pass is doing for Xbox now. So, I mean, we'll see. Because Xbox has been working on like cloud streaming for what two and a half years now, three years, something like that. Yeah. It's like, and it takes that long just to get the problems sort of wrinkled out. I'm sorry, Bobby, what was that? I was just saying, yes, it's been a hot minute since I started working on that. Mm -hmm. And like Xbox is moving forward, integrating it into everything they possibly can because it is the future. I'm glad to see Sony is finally starting to turn the ship a little bit. Maybe be like, okay, I think it's about time we invest in this. And with them buying Crunchyroll recently, too, they're doing small things that will eventually see some sort of payoff, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Agreed. Okay, so let's talk about something that, in my mind, is not so small. Um, And that is, I got a Twitter alert on my phone a couple of days ago um, saying that Chadwick Boseman had just tweeted for the first time in a long time. Then I had this whole, wow, I didn't realize they had Twitter in the afterlife. Oh, wait, no. It's someone else posting um, about the memorial scholarship that was set up. Yes. And so uh, there are now four students who are going in uh, with the uh, very first time uh, that this scholarship has been awarded. Uh, And the scholarship foundation was set up by Netflix and the uh, family of Chadwick Boseman. Um, And, you know, I think it's great that they have set up a performing arts scholarship in his name. Yeah, yeah, and at his... Alma mater, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it says that he's an alum or alumnus. The name of the fine arts uh, college is his name now. It's the Chadwick A. Boseman College of Fine Arts. Yeah, so. which is kind of badass. That is super badass. To have a school after you? Well, yeah, it's part of uh, Howard University. It's their uh, fine arts program. is named after him now. That's that's still super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember hearing rumors of this forever ago. I'm glad to finally see some serious motion on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a $5.4 million endowed scholarship um, put together by Netflix and uh, the family of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and you know that that'll just continue to grow. And it's great to see his legacy being carried on in such a way. Yeah, it's amazing. Good for them. I'm glad they uh, are doing what they're, well, I mean, what it seems like he wanted to do. So, yeah. All right, see, what else do we have on the schedule for tonight? Oh, um, let's talk a little bit about the fact 007, uh, what is it, Good Day to Die, opens this week, or is it last week? It's this week. It's It's this week. Sorry, all of my days have been blending together. 
Um, so this will be our last time we see Daniel Craig uh, as Bond. In his dreamy blue eyes. Oh, he's he's so sexy. How close do you think they're going to get to that nine hundred million? I don't think they will. I mean, in fairness, I've already purchased tickets for four people, but I yeah, I don't think they're going to get nearly what they want. Do you think they this need- is what happens when you continuously are like, oh, we're going to release this. Oh, we're going to release it and delay it for over a year. Do you think they legitimately get to even 300? No, yeah, they'll get to 300 just because there's a whole lot of competition right now. But it is, though, because Venom came out last week. It's still there. And they have what's coming out next week. We talked about, uh, I mean, Adam's I- family is next week. Yeah. No, it's Dune that's next week. Adam's family. No, Dune is the following week. Dune is the 21st. Okay. So then it's Adam's family next week and then Dune the week after. That's a lot of competition, actually. Yeah. But uh, what's the last action film that came out? Really heavy action. Fast well, Ten Rings? Yeah. Fast and Furious did garbage, didn't it? Well, that was because it was Fast and the Furious 86. For its demographic and it's normal yes it did not do well yeah i mean 007 is really iffy i mean people right now are even talking about the issues with dune because like it is doing fucking fuck all where it's already it's gonna get killed because of that yeah it's like i'm gonna go see it in theaters but yeah as am i i'm sorry i said as am i yeah, but I don't know how many people are going to. 007, like, the strength of 007 is that it appeals to every living genre of men, of man, that could possibly be alive right now. Yeah. I mean, because the series has spanned for so long that everyone is at least, most men have at least some familiarity with one of the movies. And um, even women, honestly. Uh, I, yeah. I have watched almost every Bond movie ever. And the fact that it's Daniel Craig. Yeah, yeah. and he's delicious. I mean, uh, his last... He Bond. is my second favorite Bond of all time. He's third for me. Uh, as as long as Connery is one, we're, we don't have to have any kind of arguments. Connery, then Pierce. See, and for what me, Pierce is number three for me. I liked Pierce. Uh, well, while we're talking about Connery, Daniel Craig is going to be following in the path of of Sean Connery and is going to be in Macbeth on Broadway. His return to stage. Apparently. Yep. Uh, it opens April 28th of next year. And, oh my God, it's going to be such a good show. It should be, honestly. I don't know if I'll get to see it, but it should be good. Don't worry, Bobby will go and see it for us. This is true. I um I don't know. I'm really curious to see how Bond does. I haven't heard anything good about Venom, but I haven't heard any numbers about it either. Which it, makes me wonder how it did. It did really good numbers, but I've heard that it's very much in the 
same vein as the first one where it's that's unfortunate very b-movie action craziness yeah but like it wasn't even the good parts of the like i hated the first venom the only reason i'm going to see this one is because of woody harrelson and i just don't know if i can get myself to pay for it i just don't know if that's gonna happen I didn't hate, hate it nearly as much as apparently most people do. It was not done great, but at least it was a better interpretation of Venom than Spider-Man 3. So, wow, that's your bar? That is my <laughs> bar. That's the only Venom we have to compare it to. Dude, we have all the cartoon Venoms and stuff like that. Most of those suck, too. They, they, they're, they're better than the fucking Spider-Man 3 Venom, that's for sure. Yeah, but most of them aren't great. They try and they dull it down too much. On the well, that's true. Those were literally designed for kids. I know, but at least he eats people. That's important to Venom's character. He he does eat people. He's well, like, no, does he in, like, the movie? I don't yeah. even remember anymore. Yeah, remember, he tells them at the end when they get into the fight, eat whoever you want as long as it's a bad guy. Just don't eat the innocent people. Yeah. I don't remember that at all. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the honest truth. I tried to blank that movie from my mind. I remember, like, one scene from the entire movie, and there were, like, glass, like, prison rooms. And that is literally it. That's the only thing I remember from that movie, besides it sucking so much ass. Hey, you know what? Some people like things that suck ass. That's true. They do. Yeah, um, yeah some people like I, Sharknado. How? Dude, dude Tank, I love you. I love you. I love you. A work of art versus utter trash. Oh, my God. I am insulted, sir. I am insulted. I'm just glad Tank said it so I didn't have to. Fuck both of you. No, that would be weird. I got two of these, one for each of you. I, okay. I, I'm sorry, Stash, I can't see you. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, so Netflix, um, you know was ruling the small screen with some of the MCU characters. And now they're saying that uh, they are rebooting the Punisher series. Yeah, we're getting at least two, it looks like, have been confirmed moving forward with Marvel Studios in some capacity. John Barenthal and the Punisher and Charlie Cox as Daredevil. I mean, to be fair, the two probably more important. I mean, I wasn't yeah. super big on, like, Punisher, but Daredevil was embarrassing. My, f- my favorite one ended, out of all of them ended up being Punisher just because of how just brutal the story ended up being for him. Yeah, I liked that. I just didn't like the whole military angle that they laid into so much. I mean, it makes sense, yeah. and it's, like, congruent with this character, but it's just you just didn't like it because you got sent to military school and it hit too close to home. No, those are completely irrelevant. It's just, All right. I don't like military stuff. It's boring. 
sci-fi is so much more interesting because you get to um, expand on those ideas and really interesting and fundamental. What about Saber Ryan? Ugh. Really? Full Metal Jacket? Straight? Full Metal Jacket is a pretty good movie. I will also... Oh my god, I can't think of that movie. There's a lot, so... The helicopter one? That really focused a lot. Oh, that uh, helps. You know, what's that yeah. military movie with that the helicopter? Apocalypse Now is a great movie. Yes. So is Platoon. I'd recommend that one also. And that one's cool because they die in the horror, most horrible ways. <laughs> Hashtag horrible death. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I'm curious to see what they do with continuing these, I genuinely loved what they did with Daredevil. I genuinely loved what they did with Jessica Jones. And the rest of them, I watched all of them except for Iron Fist. And I remember you and I tried to watch Iron Fist. Uh, We had that hotel room at the con and just could not even stay awake. I watched all of it. It was so not worth it. (laughs) <laughs> Iron Fist was the one that did not play out. Luke Cage was good. Jessica Jones was good. Daredevil was good. The Punisher was great. Um, Iron Fist was not. Was and so you got boring. the, the red headed stepchild, okay? Well, and he's the one that they're guaranteed not to bring back. I think there's a chance we see uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage at some point. I just, like, uh, we're Specifically, a the actress who played Jessica Jones would be so hard to replace. Well, no, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that those actors are going to okay. move over. Uh, Iron Fist is the one that's basically guaranteed not to. Right. They probably they pay for... Like, they'll find someone else to be a better Danny Rand who's a lot less fucking boring than Flynn, whatever the fuck his name is. I mean, I'm curious to see what they do because those movies or that series when they were coming out, they were very, very... Defenders was like a big fucking deal. It really was. All right, fellas. I'm going to have to call it a night now um, because otherwise I'm going to collapse here on the sofa. So do we have anything else to discuss this evening? Uh, no, nah, I can let everything, I can push everything till next week. And we can let stuff percolate because there's some other stuff next week too, so. Yep, so yep. we will be back, same bat time, same bat channel. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Apple. iTunes. We're on all the fucking things. So yeah, find yeah. us. Uh, We're the sluts wherever you are. Just look to the nearest street corner. That's right. So look for us on your closest street corner, um, as well as at, you know, your local cons, because we try to travel around and come to all of those. And we have quite a few cons still happening before the end of the year. So, and on that note, we shall say goodnight. Walk softly and carry a big stick. Fairly well.